Hey, welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome. We're here against our another... will. Damn right yeah. we are. <laughs> this is a cry for we, help. We've been here against our will since the end of season five. Save us. God, please. A, come get this us. Is, this is apropos of nothing, but uh, my little waveform looked like a wiener for a second, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to look out for it when I'm editing. Look Who's... out for my dick. Robbie Thompson oh, is here. He's keeping us in his basement. He's making us do this. <laughs> Set us free. Andrew this episode Dad. has an 8.6 on IMDb. Holy goddamn shit. I'm what sorry. What the I'm, hell? I'm putting the cart before the horse. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, hey, oh, this week hey. we're talking about toxic fan culture. Woo. Yeah, because no one's had enough of that. I know. We're talking especially about not, especially oh, not Star Wars or the Marvel franchises. Nothing's yep. toxic there. Yep, everything's fine and nothing is bad. And also, nobody's uh, toxic in the supernatural fandom. Do 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 do. Yeah, no one's toxic, racist, homophobic, yeah. sexist. No that one. would be crazy. That'd be insane. That would be nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm doing a heel turn right now. I'm this toxic supernatural <laughs> fan person. Oh. If you're listening to this, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> this this is a call out post. And this Travis is a call out post for all of Supernatural. At, at actually tall is problematic, and if you follow him, you're problematic. And do you know why he's a problematic supernatural fan? He doesn't actually like supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The most problematic. Um, I can hear the tabloids now. Uh, tabloids? What are you, 85? <laughs> yeah, the tabloids. This Listen, is a um, Tumblr call-out post because it's world, 2014 again. World-famous supernatural podcaster admits to actually hating supernatural, has never liked it, and never has fun ever in his life. Send tweet. <laughs> hey Ben. Hey Ben. I noticed you were following um, at Actually Tall, and I don't know if you know this, but they've said a lot of problematic shit. Like, for example, oh, no. they said Supernatural was a bad show. Um. <laughs> oh no! I need to unfollow them right now. Yeah. I, well, it's actually too late. You followed them, and <gasps> you're you're problematic now. Oh, you're shit. toxic, and. Um, you're being canceled by gay Twitter. So, during Pride Month, of all things. Well, damn. All right, now that I am the only morally correct person on the show, now that oh, I finally you? killed my co-hosts. <laughs> I've got bad news, Ari. What? I've got bad am I, news. Am I also following Actually Tall? <laughs> you are actually following Actually Tall after. No! After... What? Calling out me for following Actually Tall for being I, toxic. I didn't mean to. I thought it was a different Actually Tall. I pulled the Uno reverse call. <laughs> you, ha- you have the receipts. Mm-hmm. I don't have the receipts. I just have a strong opinion. Yeah, so anyways, as people who have been on the internet for a while, uh, we are... Sadly, extremely familiar with what toxic fan culture looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking nuts. Like, it's insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, there is some uh, there's some wacko stuff that goes on on the internet. Holy and we're talking shit. about stuff deeper than the Szechuan sauce from Rick and Morty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm specifically thinking like like I remember um, Jake Lloyd, the little kid mm-hmm. who played Anakin in. Uh, I mean, it's, he's grown up now, but the little mm-hmm. kid who played Anakin, the Phantom Menace, he was getting harassed by like full grown adults for ruining their childhood, and it's just like, dude, he's ten. Not yeah. that I think adults deserve that treatment either, but it's just fucking like if you don't, you know, you can just shut up if you don't like something, right? I don't think some people have that wherewithal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's also, and I want to make this perfectly clear, not usually the actor's fault. Yeah. Like in this situation, actors, I feel like get blamed but usually if an actor does a bad job, it's it's something something is wrong at a higher level, you know? Mm, yeah. Not again, not that I think you should harass anyone just because you don't like something. Yeah. But yeah, and, and that's just a part of it's a part of fan culture and it's shitty. It shouldn't um, be a part of fan culture. Yeah. And uh I don't know. What what are, what's some like toxic fan shit you've seen? Um, I mean, some of the stuff that floats immediately to my mind is uh, Steven Universe writer Lauren Zook getting bullied off of the internet for like canonizing a ship. Fucking really? Yeah. Um. What else? I mean, same with uh, all all of. All of the new Star Wars actors, Daisy Ridley, yeah. Oscar Isaacs, and John Boyega, have all said that they will never touch Star Wars again. At, at a certain point, it's just like, we're not going to have any more actors to be in new Star Wars. Okay, actually, can we switch gears to Star Wars for just a second? Because I've yeah. been rewatching like all of Star Wars, and honestly... I haven't seen the Obi-Wan series yet. I've heard it's kind of boring, which is really a shame because um, I like Ian McGregor a lot. Honestly, if they never came out with anything new Star Wars, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. bad news. I know. I know. <laughs> We're getting a new bad trilogy, news. I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we're getting mm. like a new trilogy series. Oh, God. Which is I'm just... Sc- like, are, are we getting 10, 11, and 12? Is that what it is? I have heard rumors. I don't know if it's true or not. How, I, how, how many more stars, or how many wars can these stars go through? Oh, God. I mean, Jesus Christ. Slaps roof of a galaxy far, far away. You can fit a whole lot of wars of these bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm saying this as somebody who enjoys Star Wars, is a casual, casual Star mm. Wars fan. I just don't... I, where are they going to go? Because, I mean... Yeah. The, exactly. The there could original, be a Star Civil War. Oh, the my God. That's all of Star see. Wars. Yeah. It's all Civil Wars. <laughs> just, like, not on one planet in a country, so we didn't realize it. Oh, my God. <laughs> The only thing I can see it being is like a pre prequel that's Old Republic. Hmm. I what mean, that, that could mean? be pretty dope. Yeah. 
So basically, like the old republic is older even the and it's older even than the republic that got taken down by Anakin, um, killing all those kids. Yeah, I thought that was the young republic, like pre 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 war pre battle of Naboo republic. Yeah, okay. pre pre the Skywalker's existing republic, which I think is yeah, the only I, way we can tell new. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, you know, I I would like to see a a, a a series that is like leading up to the fate the Trade Federation's blockade of Naboo. It like it ends on that. Yeah, mm. I think that would be pretty dope. Because um, okay, so I think it, it's really important if there are new Star Wars movies coming out for them not to have anything to do with the Skywalkers. Period. Yeah. At all. So we've had nine movies that are about this one fucking family. Leave it alone, guys. Yeah, it's let, it's time to move on. Let it's more the like, Skywalkers rest. It's like I mean, keeping that's up. That's why, with... like, <laughs> it's like people yeah. that have been really hardcore Star Wars fans are the people that got into like the expanded universe books yeah. and stuff like that. And most of which had very little to do with the Skywalkers, yeah. which was fucking dope. It's more like keeping up with the Stardashians, am I right? <laughs> I'm going to give that joke a laugh because you tried so hard to get it out. <laughs> um, I remember when everybody was like, oh, who's Ray? Who's Ray? Who's Ray? Mm. And I remember watching last jedi and being like eh, i don't really know how i feel about this movie it's mm-hmm. okay but i don't love it i don't like what they do with luke but now looking back at it i'm like best movie in the sequel yeah. trilogy and it was so important that ray was not a fucking like no she was nobody she just had shitty parents who left her mm-hmm. on a desert planet and she wasn't like the secret granddaughter of palpatine <laughs> <laughs> and then they did that. Yeah, well, you know, good old Jabrams isn't good at playing whose line is it anyway. No, yeah. he is not. He he went no but. Yeah, <laughs> no but. No yeah. but. Um, I have to say that uh, I have nothing else to say about Star Wars. What I want to know now is, what are you such a fan of that you're like, okay, so I feel like toxic fan, I feel like we Mm. all have a little bit of a toxic fan inside of us. Because I'm here to tell you right now, for me, that thing is Dragon Age. The creator of Dragon Age is a man named David Gator, and I'm here to tell you that I know his story and characters better than he does. (laughs) Okay, oh, this is is actually what I wanted to get to. Yeah, I'm only half This is what I wanted to get to, is... I feel like toxic fan culture comes out of the feeling of ownership that a group of people have over a property. Because once a thing gets so popular, it no longer belongs to the creator. Correct. It, It belongs to the people. And the people... Are are the that's where that toxicity comes from? Is so many different people have this feeling of ownership because this series 
helped them turn their life around or it was the first piece of media they ever experienced yeah or, or they love was... these characters or yeah they love these characters egg or you know yeah. whatever mm. um no i totally agree and i totally fucking get that and not to you know point at my death of the author sign but this is what death of the author is about kind of yeah, yeah. So, you know, the death, you hear the death of the author, but you rarely hear the second part, which is the birth of the reader. So in the original death of the author essay written by insert French name here, (laughs) this, I mean, he basically was saying once you put a work out into the world, like it is no longer yours. The author dies and no longer exists and the reader interprets it no matter what your original interpretation is. Um, the reader interprets it how they, like, interact with it. Yeah. And I I agree. Like, I enjoy Death of the Author as a literary critique. Uh, it's not the only literary critique that, like, style that exists. And it's not the only, like, valid style. But I enjoy it, and it's because the story get, means something different to me than it might mean to, like, Travis or Ben, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of what, like, fanfic is about. And fan art, like, fan fiction is a transformative work because it's taking something that already exists and transforming it into a different story. Mm-hmm. And those stories are often, you know... Oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the word that popped in my mind was, like, kinder... But they're not necessarily kinder. What I think they are is que- more queer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely understand like something coming out, especially like when you fall in love with something because of the characters or because the setup is. This is what happened with me in Dragon Age, right? Dragon Age Origins is an amazing game, and the setup is so fucking good because basically. They do a Chekhov's gun, right? They introduce the Chantry, which is like the church. And it's pretty clearly set up that these are the real bad guys. And you're expecting to later, like, kind of fight them and take them down, right? And then that doesn't happen. (laughs) And this is why I'm like, I know Dragon Age better than you, (laughs) David. (laughs) David, what were you thinking? Um... I think I saw a YouTuber and I cannot remember the YouTuber's name, but I'll look them up uh, while we have a break and like, you know, cite my source. I saw a YouTuber Mm -hmm. once say that, like, if you love something, everybody who like is a fan is a super fan of something has that thing that they believe they have the most correct opinion on. Right. And everyone else should shut up about it because they're right. What is that thing for you? Um, I like there's things I know really well, but I would not claim to love it or know it better than the author. Uh, like uh, I'd probably like you Hakusho more than the guy that created it, but that's not very hard. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the easy, achievable goal. Yeah, boom. Headshot. Yeah, yeah. Please understand, uh, I'm kind of kidding. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, I, just, I wanted to go the other way with a joke. You yeah. got anything that you know the back of your 
better than the back of your hand, Travis? Uh, Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah. My yeah, my my opinions of Animal Crossing hold fast, and uh, I'm always right about everything to do <laughs> with Animal Crossing. Yeah. Hell yeah. I um I I feel that way about Dragon Age, right? I hmm. also feel that way about um a little show called Supernatural. <laughs> okay, no. yeah, fuck it. I'm yeah. kidding. Well that's the obvious one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's why we devoted an entire fucking podcast to it. Yeah. Um although maybe if I had been into Dragon Age in twenty seventeen who knows? Oh, uh, that Ari would be a much <laughs> different person today. I know, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of supernatural, it's time. It's time? It's I think I think it's time. Oh, boy. Travis, this episode is called Reichenbach. Reichenbach. What what could it possibly fucking be about? Uh Dean is going to buy a classic bass used by Getty Lee on the Rush albums, uh known for its harsh overdriven tone, and he's going to rock out a lot. The, the, I almost said rock out with his cock out. Is that appropriate? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> he was kind of a cockhead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's but, that's what it's about. Hell yeah. All right, let's talk about it. Woo. Yeah. Doody, doody. Yeah. <laughs> And we're back. Julia Cudney is the name of the person on YouTube. And it's in their video, in her video, being loud and right about Bridgerton. Oh, okay. And that's the thing. That's the thing that she's like, I'm the authority on this. And I respect it. Nice. I respect that. She is. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this fucking episode. Let's get back. Okay, and so I want to start by I want to start this episode with an open faced compliment sandwich. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Mark Shepard looked amazing in this episode. Oh my yeah. god, he did. You're right. He, like everything, like his whole look, his whole thing, his whole vibe in this episode, perfect. Mwah, chef's kiss to Mark. Okay, here's the rest of the open face compliment sandwich. Oh no. <laughs> what the fuck was going on? <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, okay, here is my biggest com- Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, here's my biggest complaint is why should we give a fuck about Connor or whatever this guy's yes! name is? Yes. Yes. It's Cole, but I had to Cole. look it up because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. You're right. Hey, I mean, like. You are right. Okay. I, I am going to put a crostini on top of this open faced compliment sandwich. No. I, I did. I did like 
that Cole did not get to have his Inigo Montoya moment. Yeah. Like, I loved that Dean just straight up kicked his shit in. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It was kind of um, great when Dean was like, when Sam was like, hey, you didn't kill that guy. And Dean was like, I gave him a fate worse than death, Hoss. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, that's one of my favorite tropes. Yes. He's like, I could kill you, but I won't fucking. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's not because I'm better than you. It's because I know that's worse. Mm-hmm. That's the end of my compliment sandwich. It is only rancid sides from here on out. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. Hey, what's the <laughs> filling in that sandwich, bitch? Not the Christini. Okay. So I also agree. Midway through this episode, I was like, fuck, I forgot Connor's name, Cole's name, whatever the fuck. And then it's just really hard for me to feel any sympathy for this guy because as we talked about last episode, Sam and Dean have been in the news, like, a lot over the years. I understand that, you know, in 2003, he was, like, 13 years old, so he had to grow up a little bit, but then he was doing these... Honestly, does this timeline work out? Okay, so he's... The actor who plays Cole is older than, like, Cole's actually supposed to be, right? Right. Um... So 2003, oh my god, when did we go to Iraq? That's the real question. I mean, I know we've been in there for years. Uh, is, like, I mean, I, I'm guessing, like, obviously post 9-11. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Iraq war started in 2003, and it went till 2011. And then, okay. when did season seven happen? Season seven? Yes, because here's why. Sam and Dean remember had leviathans pretending to be them and like they were going around shooting up oh yeah whatever so they were in the news they were everywhere and here's the thing supernatural season seven premiered in september 23rd 2011 okay well okay hold on it gets complicated because technically we're still in iraq and also there's the Iraq War, which ended in 2011, and then there's the war involving ISIS that lasted from 2013 to 2017, also known as, see, the war in Iraq. <sighs> okay, hang on. So, by... Alright, here's here's what it is. Yeah. By, by the Leviathan, if Cole was 13 in 2003, yeah. he would have been 21 by that time happening. Yes. So I am assuming that he was overseas. See, but here's yeah. the thing, though. It's fucking everywhere. And it's not like phones don't exist. Mm. He has a wife who knows that he's, like, trying to hunt Dean down. Does he? Yeah. He does. I mean, does he has got a wife and kid. No, 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 not, yeah. not, not does he has a, have a wife. Does she know that he is doing this? I assumed that she knew. You know, fair Maybe enough. Maybe she wasn't. They didn't, like, hashtag confirm, but last episode, he was like, hey, oh, it's, he got a call, and the dude on the other side of the phone was like, it's him, and his wife gave him, like, a look about it. Yeah. Okay. And, like, fucking, you know, was like, is it him? I'm, like, 95% sure, but it's been two weeks. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to go- to, yeah, the second best website on the internet, supernatural.fandom.com. 
One morning during breakfast, Cole got a fax with a picture of Dean Winchester and the word yep on it. Even though she didn't see the fax, Cole's wife guessed that it, what it was about and asked if it was him. So she knows. Oh, okay. She knows. Okay. So I gotcha. he has a wife who who probably would have been like, hey, I, I hope you're having a good time in Iraq, um, furthering United States imperialist interests. But mm. you know that guy that you've had a vendetta against since you were 13, you like killed your dad in a hardcore, super gross, like traumatizing way. He's on the news right now, even if they just didn't see the news, you know, yeah. like he would have known this motherfucker is willing to kidnap a third party person, torture him, knock out his kneecaps, but he wouldn't go AWOL. I just don't care. I just don't care about I, you, Cole. I think, I think part of it, and maybe this is where some of that plot hole is, is that he wanted to wait till he was ready. Like, all of his time in the military was him, like, getting trained up and doing special ops and, like, really making sure that he was battle ready. Yeah, it's like the hyperbaric time chamber from DBZ. I think I got that yeah. right. I feel like... It's because they hadn't written the character yet. Yeah. In fact, I know that's what it is. There wasn't a need for him until now. Exactly. And and, he talks mm -hmm. about. Oh, sorry. Go on. He talks about being in Darfur, the Congo, and doing special ops shit. But I feel like that's just writery cop out jargon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I can totally buy that he was, like, training and he dedicated his life to learning this shit. But you also have to remember, at the point, he doesn't know that Dean is involved in any supernatural nonsense. Yeah. He doesn't know the supernatural yeah. exists, like, exists until the end of this episode. So he just thinks Dean's a dude. Which, admittedly, for most of history, you know, for most of Dean's life, he has been just, like, a guy. Yeah. You don't need that much training to kill someone with a gun right yeah you just need to know how to point it the right way like i i i just don't buy this idea that cole was like well i can't go on leave yeah (laughs) you know i have have a duty to my country or whatever yeah i mean at best they're trying to like set dean up as the six-fingered man and like maybe he knew that he needed to be the best of the best of the best to kill Dane. But you're exactly right. I don't see Cole with his like stance now. The way he was willing to just immediately go from torturing Sam to taking a phone call from his child to going back to torturing Sam or wanting to. He's definitely going to go AWOL if any air of Dane comes up. Right. Exactly. I get that he's having his Harrison Ford in, you know, the fugitive moment, but at least Harrison Ford was in prison. Yeah. Like, he yeah. couldn't go after his wife's killer because he was in prison. <laughs> and here's the thing that's especially insulting. Guess how many episodes Cole is in, like, after this? Like, one more. Two. Ben has Two? it on the nose. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool. Um, that's honestly, that's still more than it needs to be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. But if you're going to introduce this character, at least do something with it. Do, like, 
if you treat treat our veterans with respect, even our fake ones, right? I know. Our fictitious <laughs> yeah. ones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, I actually kind of am fascinated in this idea of like, okay, so I don't think it needed to. If you're going to have a character like Cole, he did not need to be in these two episodes. He oh hell no exists for no reason. There are, other than to just, like, interrupt Sam and Dean when they're talking, which was so f- fucking annoying, I can't even put it into words. And we'll get to that. We'll, <laughs> mm, we will get to them. Um, oh, also, we'll get to Cass. And honestly, the only character this episode who's not getting painted with the what-the-fuck-are-you-doing brush is Crowley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought Hannah was okay. You know what? You're right. Hannah, uh, the stripper from the beginning, she yeah. she gets to live. Um, that's not who I meant, but okay. <laughs> uh, I know that's not who you meant, but I'm, I'm, I'm listing other characters who, like, get by unscathed. Uh, demon number think, two. <laughs> I think the uh, security guard from the strip club does need the... Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Because when Sam hands him a business card that says Lemmy Killmeister on it, he doesn't yeah. immediately go, oh, this guy's a fake. That's oh, the guy that from Motorhead. That was on that business card? That is, I didn't pause to read it or anything. I, I noticed that this was my third time watching the episode recently. Um, just him not noticing that. Like, sure, he's probably concussed from a demon punching him in the goddamn I, head. I was going to say, I think it's less that and more... He he doesn't. His brain is made of applesauce now. Yeah, that's give, fair. give the dude a break. He's tired. Okay. <laughs> Dean certainly did. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey. <laughs> a kick cart. What's worth? Well, hey, we'll get to it because I have a lot of opinions on that scene and Dean as a whole, and none of them are good. Okay. They shouldn't be. None of them are good. Other right. characters that get a pass are the child who told Cass her adorable little story about her snot <laughs> going and knocking down rockets. I thought that was very cute. Yeah. Um, the angel sitting on the bench. She was unbothered, and I loved mm. her. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Every other character gets hit with the what the fuck are you doing brush. Yeah, holy hell. Oh, God. Okay, so... Going back to Cole, he, I do think there's something interesting in his character, and I Mm. think it would be interesting for, actually, not Dean, but Sam, who is essentially the equivalent of a sexy lamp these days. He just doesn't fucking do anything. Um, What if it had been... Sam killed Cole's dad during like sometime between season five and six or like during season six at some point when we didn't see him and he was soulless. Yeah. So, yeah. Like and I, we got to talk about real quick because the scene where Cole's dad dies is the cold open. We have to talk about it because we're saying Dean killed Cole's dad. What we mean is Dean with a child in the house slit Cole's dad's throat and then left his corpse for the child to find bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Left him out like cold pizza. Yeah. And I'm not 
saying that Dean could have done anything. I mean, other than kill Cole's dad, like, honestly, if Cole's, okay, so, you know, we're supposed to understand that Cole's dad was a monster and that he needed to die, right? Um, We don't find out what kind of monster this episode or, like, what Cole's dad was doing. And we have seen so many human monsters at this point. Like, who knows, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and it was pre-series, so it couldn't have been a demon. Right, exactly. And also, like, does that mean Cole's a monster? Like, if his dad was one? Confusing. I mean, maybe his dad got monster-fied. Yeah, that's definitely possible. He could have been a werewolf. Or whatever. Yeah, or maybe he turned into, like, a... Well, Rougarous are, like, just as they are, right? Rougarous are know. more, like, genetic bombs. We haven't seen a Rougarou mm. in four fucking ever. Yeah, no, but we haven't. Yeah, Rougarous are kind of like... You just kind of have the gene inside of you and it activates one day. Mm. But, yeah, they're yeah. it's a genetic thing, too. So, anyways, jury's still out on, like, what kind of monster Cold's dad was. The kinder thing to do probably would have been to, you know, just make him a missing person right lure him out to the woods mm-hmm. and just get rid of the body um obviously still fucked up for a child to lose their dad or anyone to lose their dad but yeah if if he had to be killed then like doing it in the house with a child was probably not the best option but maybe dean had to maybe it was the only opportunity maybe it was the only time he was weak whatever it's still super fucking traumatic. And then for me, the most traumatic part of that scene was that they CGI Jensen Ackles' face to make him look younger. <laughs> oh, it looks so bad. Horrifying. Horrifying. Like, have y'all watched? Uh, did y'all see the Book of Boba Fett? No. Uh, yes. Or or the end of or the end of the Mandalorian. Oh, season you mean two young with CGI young face CGI Mark Luke? Yep. Yeah. Like it was, it, Mark Young CGI Mark Hamill was a little better than that, but it was very like Uncanny Valley. Oh yeah, it was it 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 it, it was like um, Dear Evan Hansen. Oh yes, yes, yeah, it, <laughs> reverse Dear Evan Hansen. I will say yeah. I do agree it was a little better, and that could very possibly be because like the technology is just better, you know. Definitely. Um, I always do think there might be some uncanny valiness to it, just because, like, we know what Mark Campbell looks like, and we know he's not this, like, fresh face. Oh, twink, yeah. Right? Um, well, and I also, um, I recently rewatched uh, Rebel Fight Ro- Rogue Squadron. Rogue? Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. I recently rewatched Rogue One, and there's a CGI Moff Tarkin in it. Yes. And I feel like the first time I watched it, I watched it on a screen that was a much higher resolution, and it looked good. Like, I only knew it was CGI Moff Moff Tarkin because I knew going in. But when I rewatched it on the TV I currently have, I was like, oh. I saw CGI young Dean Winchester, and you know that meme that's like therapist cgi young dean winchester can't hurt you he doesn't exist cgi yeah. young dean winchester <laughs> that's literally what it gave and then yeah, it's also yeah. supposed to be the super dramatic scene with like a child crying over his dad and then dean walks in and he's super menacing but again it's this dumb looking cgi effect so it was stupid that's all i have to say on that cold open <laughs> 
we need to stop de-aging people with CGI. Yes. Oh man. Agreed. I saw I saw someone tweet about the Irishman and be like, they sh- it would be way better if they had just hired someone to play young De Niro. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yep. Most recently, I just watched the new season of Stranger Things, and they do the same thing with Millie Bobby Brown in that there's a younger 11, like back, like, like pre-start of the show is when they go back to. And so they get an actress, a little a girl, like about that age, and okay. then just put Millie Bobby Brown's head on her. Oh, that's, that's It's upsetting. very Uncanny Valley because... It just looks like a very weirdly proportioned child because it's a child with just a sort of teenager's head on it. And it's just yeah. weird. Have, um, have y'all not, did y'all not learn your lesson from Twilight? Did, Ooh, non, the, un, unbuff Steve Rogers from Captain America yeah, too. That was fuck. strange. Yeah. So I'm going to say this, in the case of this episode, they just should have had normal Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like we get it. He's older. He didn't look that young back in you know two. Th- he didn't look that old back in two thousand four. Whatever. I'm willing to suspend yeah. my disbelief. Yeah. But having just make his hair darker or shorter or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly something that is much easier to do. Instead, you wasted all your money on this shit, and it looks weird. Yeah. They, uh, they did something like that in How I Met Your Mother, where they like yeah. They just did. They just wore different stupid looking clothes and we're like yeah we're younger now yeah like i appreciate that where it's like oh we just are gonna use the same actors and not worry about look if disney can't do it in 2020 then fucking the cw in 2014 sure as hell is not getting it down like they're just (laughs) they're not nailing it it's not happening guys yeah stop making this try to happen Okay. It's like fetch, just knock it off. Exactly. So, back to Cole and how he is just absolutely fucking useless. Um Oh god, I can't remember what we were talking about with before we got on like the subject of how Cole's dad died. Uh, we talked <laughs> it um no. Yeah. So, we'll get back to it if it wasn't if it was important, but yeah, I just that's my issue with Cole's character. I just don't think he's believable. Oh, we were talking about him and Sam. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, soulless Sam killing, like, age Cole up, right? He's no longer 13 when this happens. He's, like, in his late 20s or whatever, early 20s. And he just comes over and he finds his dad dead. And, like, he does detective work. Because it's not like Sam and Dean ever wear gloves. They leave their DNA everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe instead of being like, because part of the issue is that Cole sees Dean and is able to find him through that. Because, again, Dean has his face plastered everywhere, right? He, he can recognize him and then get a name like that. But if Sam's not there and older Cole finds his dead dad, then he has to do detective work to find Sam. And mm. that explains why it takes so long, right? And that could, that could also be like... You take 30 seconds, a couple of minutes, beginning, end of episodes, just to show Dalton. Just show him like they did. Either either of y'all watch Mindhunter? Uh, no. Okay, so they do in the first season, they do this really cool thing with BTK. Because that's the serial killer that they're trying to, the FBI is trying to find. 
and they take these just really short scenes and they show BTK either about to kill somebody or just after he's killed somebody, just things that very clearly show you what this character is doing without explicitly saying what he's doing. Like you just know it's BTK because the other two characters are kind of talking about this guy in this area, in this time frame. If you know yeah. stuff about serial killers, you know, it's BTK. Yeah. You do the same thing with Dalton. You show him, you sh- you just show a year on the, on the screen. Just be like, and it, it's about the time Sola Sam is running around, right? Yeah. You do the thing where he comes home to find his dad dead. That's it. You go back to Sam and Dean, you go back to Castiel, what have you. And then you do kind of like just little snippets of him investigating like third, fourth time you see him. He's just holding a picture and then like the camera pans around or like snaps around showing Sam. Yeah. Like, boom. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. Way more interesting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So the reason why I think it should change from Sam, from Dean to Sam, and I'm actually going to because I had an idea as well, and I'm going to combine it with your idea, Ben. So, what if, okay, again, you cannot introduce Cole in the season opener when you're dealing with, like, the Demon Dean shit, right? You just can't. Mm -mm. What if Cole learns how his dad died and is like, holy shit, monsters exist, right? Yeah. And then he becomes a hunter. Okay. And then he meets Sam as a hunter, and they become friends. Okay. And then the season... You know, Cole's like, Sam's like, how'd you get into hunting? And Cole's like, oh, my dad died in super suspicious circumstances. And I met supernatural attorney Basil Rathbone. And he explained, (laughs) hey, there's a whole supernatural cinematic universe happening in my mind. I love every time you bring up Basil Rathbone. Basil Rathbone, supernatural attorney at law. Um, I don't know why he's British and practicing law in the US, but I do know that's happening. Whatever. Okay. He watched so, Suits a couple of times. Yep, that's it. He's faking his law degree. He's not actually a lawyer. He's an actor. Okay, so... Uh, he meets Basil Rathbone. He's like, I met Basil Rathbone, supernatural attorney at law. And he was like, holy shit, your dad was killed by a monster. And that's how I got into hunting. And the reason why it has to be Sam is Sam would feel so guilty about being the reason why somebody got into hunting. Right? Because yes, he hated hunting. Absolutely. Yeah. He would feel so fucking awful about, like, intro- I mean, in addition to the guilt he would feel over killing like a friend's dad, even if it was a monster. And Mm -hmm. then Sam's like, holy shit, what a coincidence. I got into hunting because my mom died. I'll help you find your dad's killer. And then it's Sam. And that, and he finds that out and you have to deal with like the fallout from that. And like, maybe he remembers and is like, holy shit, Cole, here's what happened. This is why I had to kill your dad. And we don't even have to do soulless Sam here. We could have it be just like normal Sam who was like, I'm just killing a monster, you know? Um, yeah. And it can be from any time as long as it's like post 2005, I think. And then Cole has a reason to exist and it's like a kind of interesting story and not the most pointless shit fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And also Sam gets to do something. That's nice, right? Yeah, this this has fully supernatural has made its full transformation 
into being the Dean Winchester show. One hundred percent. Hundo P. And I, I hate y'all know I hate to be this person, but um, I would be more okay with it being the Dean show if Dean wasn't terrible. Yeah. I know yeah. I have to sound sarcastic at this point, but I promise you, like, I really do not want to go in hard on Dean. And the show feels like it wants you to, though. God, it really, some supernatural writer had to be like Dean's the faith, you know, the fan favorite. What do you think we would have to do to make most of the fandom hate him? Because there had the been only- some conversation where they're like, how bad can it get before people are like, yo, this sucks. Yeah. It's truly baffling, some of the choices they made this episode. So they're trying to set up, there's like this conflict, right? There's a human side to Dean and a demon side to Dean. And the human side and demon side are struggling. And actually, this is where I get into my compliment sandwich. I think they handle this pretty subtly. Almost too subtly to the point where I don't think like the casual viewer would pick up on stuff like this. And remember, this mm. show is made to be watched week to week. It's not meant to be binged, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think the casual viewer would pick up. I mean, you you do have moments where Crowley's like, you don't know what you want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. But we don't really see Dean have that conflict I don't know if it's because Jensen Ackles plays him so, like, confidently, or if the writing's just not there, or they just don't give him enough inner conflict. I don't know. Am I wrong here? Like, I I don't sense any inner conflict from Dean. There's two moments where I'm like, okay, maybe there's some inner conflict. And it's when he cuts himself and watches the cut heal. And remembers Crowley being like, you don't know what you are, right? Yeah. Actually, here's what I think the issue is. I think those moments come after Crowley gives that inf- like accusation. I think that's the problem. I think they should have come before that. Yeah. Okay. And then the other moment that happens is that he plays Hey Jude on the piano. Is that what that song was? Yes, and I did not recognize it. I saw this on the, um, I think the I IMDb. Was... I was distracted by how 80 yard that piano was. It was super 80 yard. Yeah, so it is Hey Jude. It was 80 yard to the point where I'm pretty sure they just used a MIDI piano. Yep. Yeah. Um, Fucking garage band. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a Hey Jude. And the reason why that's like notable is because that's the song his mom used to sing to him. Oh. <sighs> Huh. And that's like the other moment. And then he he lets Cole go, but I prefer to take I prefer to take the excuse that the reason why he does that is because it's so much worse. <laughs> Not out of mercy. Yeah. Like Sam says. Mostly because if he does not have mercy, it sucks. What did y'all think about Dean this episode? I thought the writers tried so goddamn hard to make it hard to like him. Yeah. I... If Dean was an actual bit... If Dean this episode was a demon in another episode, it probably would have been fun. 
I got like mad yellow eyes vibes from him, which was kind of dope. But that aside, it's very, yo, this character really wouldn't do that. I mean, as assholey as he's been for him to just like throw Sam under the fucking bus. Yeah. Like I've been in in relationships where the person has done just crazy things to push me away. Like that's what I kept thinking on this viewing of the episode. It's just someone who is trying so hard to not hurt another person. They're going to let another person hurt that person. So they can't hurt that person. Yeah. Which is too many layers. (laughs) You're still, you're still kind of pulling the trigger by telling the, the other person to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's cast season nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I say that. So the opening scene, the first scene with Dean is him in a strip club and he's like touching a stripper. Um, and she's like, don't, you know, no touching. Yeah. And she this is not this actress does not play this as. No touching, but with for you, there's a house rule. I might make an exception. Wink, wink. No, she she absolutely plays this as, hey, creepy asshole. If you touch me again, the bouncer's going to take your hand off. Like, she's not happy. It's hmm. super gross. And yeah. then Dean lays down a 20 and is like, what about now? Why don't you come down and pick that up? It's disgusting. Yeah. It's misogynistic it's shitty it's awful um i would say it is demonic yeah like i'll give him that i think the best thing dean did this episode was kill lester okay so actually i have an issue with that okay because they have this opening scene be super misogynistic and then Mm. he kills lester and we're supposed to understand it's because lester was misogynistic but you can't have the, both those scenes, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't have a scene where Dean is white knighting because someone's yeah. being a douchebag mm. and misogynistic and shitty after he's been awful. Yeah. Like, arguably worse, you know? Are definitely worse. I mean, rapier. Rapier for sure. Yeah. Like, obviously... Okay, so Lester is a character who sells his soul to Crowley in exchange for his wife being dead, which is horrific, right? And the explanation he gives is that she's been cheating on him, she's been running around, and then she leaves him. And we find out because Dean's like, oh, but you also ran around on her. And then Lester's like, how did you know? And Dean's like, eh, you just have a look to you. And then... Lester's like, yeah, but there's a biological reason for that, you know? There's a, like, that's just how men aren't meant to be monogamous. And then Dean punches him, and Lester calls Dean, and I'm reading from supernatural.fandom.com, a punk-ass demon that he works, that works for him, and to go do his job, and then calls him a freak, and then Dean stabs him and kills him. And... The scene's disgusting. Lester's disgusting. I'm not arguing that. But mm. you can't you can't have a scene where your hero's a misogynistic asshole and then be like, oh, but he doesn't mean it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, he also, but he has a line. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you He's doing? He's at least killing other misogynists. Yeah. 
what, yeah. what are you trying to Dexter Dean right now, but with misogyny? <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, we talked about this. You can't do this and then go write Ron, uh, Wayward Sisters. It's not going to work out. Yeah, people aren't going <laughs> to like it. Andrew, what are you doing? Why did they choose you to write it, Wayward Sisters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It's so, so stupid. Because here's what happens then. It doesn't come across as, oh, Dean is like, not misogynistic like he won't put up with you know douchebags it comes Mm. across as lester insulted dean and so he deserves to die not because he is going to kill his wife dean's fine with that but the minute lester calls dean a freak well now he's insulted him and it's a problem yeah dean what are you doing Mm -hmm. andrew is Is there supposed to be an angle of this of Dean being a badass? Yes. Yes, there is. We are supposed to watch this episode and be like, wow, Dean's so cool. He's so John Wick right now. I know. Yes. And that was so clear to me in the fight scene with Cole and Dean. And I was so upset because I wanted Sam to have a moment. Sam has spent all of season nine. And the first two episodes of season 10, wandering around like a fucking idiot. <laughs> he does and, outsmart Dean this episode, though. Okay, but does he, though? He does. He waits until, like, the proper moment of Dean whipping the shit out of Cole to hit him with holy water and then demon handcuff him. Uh, I don't. I don't think that moment is necessarily Sam outsmarting Dean. I mean, yes, he beats Dean, technically. But I would have preferred Sam uses his Mm. wits to outsmart Dean. Do you know what I mean? Like, get the better of him. Like, and I thought they were leading up to that because Mm. Dean's in a bar. So Sam and Dean meet up, right? This is the first time they've seen each other in months. And Dean's in this bar and he keeps drinking while talking to Sam. And Sam and Dean have a conversation where Dean's like, let me go. I don't want to be cured. And Sam's like, no, you're my brother, blah, blah, blah. And then Dean Mm. makes fun of him for, you know, caring about him because he's a great guy. We love Dean now. Um, And I kept expecting it's like, oh, Dean keeps drinking. He's poisoned it with some anti-demon shit. Or Mm. it's like really subtle holy water or something right yeah. or he's gonna like be like oh well where you're standing it's actually a devil's trap and we're doing the cure right fucking here you know mm. i kept expecting that to happen and it just didn't and then cole interrupts and dean beats the shit out of cole so we get to see him be you know peacock and be a badass yeah. and then Sam's like, oh, no, I can take advantage of this opportunity instead of using my wits. And I don't know. I just didn't like mm-hmm. it. I mean, if we hadn't spent so much time with Cass and Hannah and then also Sam and Cole, I think we could have gotten a more fleshed out Sam versus Dean kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, these two episodes are just jam packed with too much. Nonsense. Truly nonsense. Yeah. As as cute as I thought the scene where Cass and the little girl have a talk about, like, 
the snot rocket. There was no need mm. for it to be in there. Yeah. It it really it it adds some like it didn't add as much as it take took away. Exactly. It yeah. it I mean it's cute and I wouldn't have minded that scene in a different like situation, you know, maybe later mm. in the season or in a cast-centered episode that's like slowed down and chiller. But mm. this episode needed to be about Sam and Dean and Crowley and Cass. Yeah. Like, we didn't need... We didn't need the Metatron scene yet. Yeah, we didn't need the Metatron scene. Mm. Like, I get that Cass is dying from the bad grace or whatever, but mm. that could have... All they had to do was be like, oh, it's a it's a slow process. It's I also... Mean, it, it's been we, established. Yeah. We could have had both of Cass's parts of last episode and this episode as episode three of this season. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been fine. And then Cass could have been where he should be, which is trying to find Dean. Mm -hmm. And I already talked about that last episode, so I'm not going to go like into super detail here, but Mm -hmm. anyways, I've talked a lot. Travis, like, what do you think? Um, I mean, I definitely stand with my all of Cass's stories for the last two episodes could have been an entire episode by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm so tired of badass Dean. Yeah. They, like these two episodes and like most of season nine were just like, "Quote unquote badass Dean moments," mm. and I hate that so much. We've re- I want I want badass Winchester Brothers moments. Yes, okay. not just Dean. I want badass Cass. Yeah, yeah, I want badass Cass. You know, like I'm I'm just so I'm so mm. sick of Dean as a character. Mm. I'm sick of his like bias in the story yeah yeah because that's what it feels like it really feels like the showrunners and writers have really pushed dean to the forefront yeah and it's made it a different show yeah Yeah. we've never seen like even even this season this season is even miles different than season seven, which to me has been the last good season. Yeah. That's fair. What were you going to say, Ben? Have we ever seen Dean powered down, like weakened in some form or fashion for a time in in a season or even an episode? So, yes. And honestly, it's one of Dean's strongest moments, and it's Swan Song. Yeah. When he gets the shit yeah. kicked out of him. And it's one of mm. the best moments in the show. Mm. He gets the shit kicked out of him by Lucifer and his brother's body. He mm. truly humbles himself before mm. a power that should almost certainly kill him. And in doing that, saves both his brother, kind of, and yeah. the world. Yeah. Like, it's a joint effort. I mean, Sam mm. also definitely saves the world in season five. But... Yeah. It is Dean just refusing to leave. Yeah. And it's truly heartbreaking to see how far the show has fallen and how far Dean has fallen as a character. Because 
Dean was not a, and I know they're like, oh, it's the mark of Cain making him this way. Uh, mm, uh, uh, uh. Dean, Dean was starting to get like this at the like pre mark of Cain, like beginning of season nine. Yes. Yeah. So we talked about last episode also how Dean's actions, you know, like. Dean, oh, Dean punches people. Oh, okay. The difference here is it's not his family, right? Dean yeah. is yeah. misogynistic. whoop dee do. What a difference, right? Um, but also, yeah, Dean was hitting, like, mimetic badass levels. Like, Dean is basically about to have his Chuck Norris jokes, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dean, under that five o'clock shadow he has another fist <laughs> like and it is obnoxious because i would never say that supernatural you know wasn't a show where fighting was used to save the day like i i wouldn't say that supernatural like was about the characters outsmarting monsters there's definitely in the early seasons like a shit ton of guns and you know using holy water and stuff. But do you remember when they have used to have to research to like figure yeah, out how to kill yeah. monsters? It wasn't just brawn might makes right. It was also using your intelligence. Mm-hmm. It was using your wits, and that's part of why I desperately wanted Sam to outsmart Dean. One because. Dean needs to get taken down a peg. Badly. He does some stuff this episode that's so horrific to watch. And the entire time I was just like, I need Dean to get punched in the face. I need Dean to get yeah. the shit kicked out of him. And I yeah. need that not because I like hate Dean or whatever, you know, mm. air quotes, but because it's cathartic for the audience. When you see a character act shitty especially in a so- show like supernatural you want mm. to see him get taken down yeah like it's the yeah it's almost a checkoff guy you yeah. s- i feel like dean is not going to be taken down at least not in a way that matters i feel like dean is gonna walk away from this whole mark of cain situation and not learned a goddamn thing. And I know that we've had moments of Dean having to relearn the same lesson multiple times. But I feel like this is just... It's just it's not even going to be another chapter in Dean Winchester's life story. It's going to be a paragraph. And it's not going to matter. In the long run. Are, are we locking eyes? I, I am silently. I am absolutely. I felt it <laughs> through time and space. Yep. I felt it. <laughs> yep, I was literally about oh to be God. like, and cue Ben and Ari locking eyes and staring at each other in silence. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, no comment. Yeah. No. Comment. I kind of. I do want to pick this conversation back up once we get back to Cole. Yeah. Is it is is this like the okay. older Sprouse brother in this? <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, that just came oh, to me. He looks rough. He, yeah, he looks like a rough yeah, Sprouse brother. Yeah, somebody who's in his uh, you know twenties. He looks whoo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I honestly was thinking about the season ten series finale. But well, you know we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, burn that bridge when we get to it. 
Um, how many episodes are in this season? Too many. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. No. Yeah. <laughs> too many. It might. It might be another two-parter ending. We'll see. We'll cross yeah. that bridge when it catches on fire. Honestly, I kind of think, I mean, even though this season came out week to week and is not meant to be binged, episodes one, two, and three just feel like such back-to-back episodes because they all deal with the same shit that I really do feel like maybe we should have watched at least some of these episodes together, but it's too late now. So, too late. Too late now. Um... Yeah. Anything else to say about Dean before we move on to Cass and or Crowley? Oh, I'm ready to move on to Cass and Crowley. I'm tired of talking about Dean. Yeah. 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 I just, I want to reiterate that I really did love this character when he appeared in Mm. season one. And it is just. (sighs) You know, back when we were coming up with the names for the podcast. Back when, before we had recorded even a single solitary episode, if I had known how hardcore against Dean we were going to be as a whole, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean that, uh, I would have suggested that we call the show Undean Leafable. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Travis. (laughs) I haven't slept a lot oh in a week, and I didn't know if that was going to be funny or not. <laughs> oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, real quick before we move on, I want to talk about, so Sam, in the Impala, says, this thing is filthy, and Dean says, it's just a car, Sam, and we're supposed to be like, oh, my God, he forgot his one true love, the yeah, car. Fuck. Yeah, shit. (laughs) Sorry. He spends the entire episode being like, I'll kill you, Sam. Like, we, yeah, we get it. He's different, Mm. okay? He's a different person. Fuck you. Whatever. Fuck you. Fuck you, Supernatural. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Crowley. I need to pick me up. Yeah, I mean, Crowley, again, saving grace of this episode. I Mark Shepard, 10 out of 10. Uh, I mean, this ep- maybe not Crowley, just the presence of Mark Shepard. So Mark Shepard, Mark Shepard is just sadly so charming and wonderful that, like, even some of the dumb shit they have him do on this show, it's just like, ah, I can't stay mad at you, you know? Um, oh, also, good acting, both from, I think, Mark Shepard, Cass, and, or, you know, Misha Collins and uh, Jared Padalecki. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they all did a good job. So, I got a little choked up when Sam was like, I'm taking you home because you're my brother. But that also could be because I was literally choking on a fry. <laughs> so, that was probably it. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Um, But yeah, so Crowley... It has quickly realized just how much of an unbelievable monster. Not even the king of hell wants you, Dean. That's how bad it's gotten, right? Yeah. Just an unbelievable monster Dean has become. And it's just like, oh, I got to get him out of here. So he shows up. to. So he gets punched in the face by Dean. That was another moment where I was like, I want you to die, Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, just... 
all Sam needed to do was kill him with the knife. Be a much different season. Yep. Yeah. Just good. I would be fine with just the Sam and Kaz and Crowley show. I would be cool with it. <laughs> um. So. Crowley, you know, realizes what a monster Dean has become is like gets punched in the face by Dean because he insults him and is like, hey, you listen to me. And Dean's like, or what? I'll kill you. And like leaves. Um, And then. He yeah, he shows up and is like. Hey, Sam, he's your problem forever. I just want the knife back. Yeah. And he, like, sells Dean out to Sam. Surprise, surprise. He did have, I think, one of the best lines of the episode, which is, like, Sam's like, hey, this doesn't make it even between us. Next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. And he's just like, stop being such a tease, Samantha. Nobody likes that. Yeah. That's not the line. It was better, and also Mark Shepard said it, and he's amazing. So. Um, I, I did think he was probably also my saving grace of this episode. He's also like the, like, I feel like there's a good possibility that Dean is like, I know Crowley is off the sauce, off the human blood, but there still might be a chance that Dean might be more demon than him. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think the show wants us to understand that Crowley is forever changed. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I kind of wish they maybe had it done it the way they did, because the implication definitely is it's because he was human, you know, and yeah. demons are just automatically evil. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, but it, I do enjoy the fact that Crowley has developed in this way. I do like that he genuinely seems to care about Sam and Dean and, um, you know, he, like, had his little bro thing with Dean, and uh, I think he means it. Um, I think he's genuinely sad that Dean has gone off the deep end. Um, and and I do, I do enjoy that aspect of his character. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Complicating, like, someone's emotions, any character's emotions like that, just adds a good, like so much good seasoning to a character. Yeah. And it makes them that much more watchable, likable. Well, and also the shtick would get boring after a while. If every time Crowley appeared on scene or had a storyline, it was like, he shows up, he betrays someone and then he fucking leaves. It would just be, it would get boring after a while. Yeah. It would just be the fucking Russians from, uh, Bullwinkle, or uh, fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle. Hey, Andrew, characters need development. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I feel like they've actually kind of left it ambiguous. There's definitely an implication that it's because he was addicted to human blood and he's just changed forever now, but also maybe he developed those feelings on his own or, like, has developed them since kicking the human blood. I don't fucking know. Hmm. But... I will go ahead and say that I am not a huge fan of the queer baiting between Crowley and Dean. Uh, 
There was? What? Yes. I didn't see it. What? I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't there. No, I I'm just saying I didn't know. I mean, I just got I just got romance vibes, but yeah. Oh, oh, you you fools. Fuck, I didn't even get bromance what? vibes. What? You didn't get bromance vibes? I had no idea what was going Travis. on most of this episode. Okay, that's fair. So, first of all, how the the line between romance and bromance is the first part of the M. It's so thin. Faint. <laughs> quiet. So... There's that line where Crowley is like, that's why you the crazy ones are good for a time, but then mm. they kill your cat or whatever. And then the end of the episode is Crowley looking through pictures of him and Dean together. And then one of his minions comes up and is like, it's time to move on, sir. Like, move on to the next place or from the relationship. Oh. And Crowley is implied to be bisexual. Mm, so this is, is not true. I mean, he and Dean character. do do the jerk and bitch thing. Oh, yeah, that from last episode. We also have several other instances of Crowley like hitting on the male characters. He like I guess makes is not the right word, but he and Bobby kissed right for the deal. And then Bobby was like, nah, I didn't kiss him. And Crowley's like, yes, he did with tongue. Um, Right. And then uh, there's this, there's his introduction scene where he's making a deal with a, you know, weird homophobic businessman. And he's like, no dude, we have to make out. Um, So none of this is new. And then you get to this season where he's all by himselfing, you know, in the bar alone after Dean leaves. Yeah. The bait has been set. The queers mm. are chomping. And, you know, like most of the queer baiting on the show, I'm just not a fan. Anyways, let's look up Dean Crowley fanfic and see what happens. A lot. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, what do y'all think about Cass? I mean, said this earlier, unnecessary section of the episode could have been its whole own thing. Um, let's talk about what Cass does this episode. He crashes a car. Yeah, he does. And he talks about snot. And he says, fuck you to Metatron. Yes, he does. So Cass's borrowed grace is killing him. And he's sad about it. Also, for some reason, I've looked up Crowley, Dean, fanfics. Oh, actually, I think we did this on an earlier episode. Hold on. Let me look at the tops kudos. Are they disgusting? Absolutely, yes. Okay, that's why. Also, please understand when I say disgusting, I mean it in a way that's like, you nasty bitch, where it's like kind of a compliment, but also, Mm, seriously, Supernatural fandom, y'all good? (laughs) Okay, anyways, so Cass's borrowed grace is killing him. Um, 
Hannah's concerned about it. And also, it's implied kind of falling in love with Cass. Yeah, Yeah. uh, that was an odd choice. It's like, we're reeling out. We're setting up the other bait for the queer bait. Now we got to reel this one in and see what we've caught. Anyways, Hannah goes to Metatron and is like, hey... Tell me where Cass's grace is. And Metatron's like, all right, let me out. And also, you know, I'll fuck off to a different planet. and You'll never see me again. Hmm. And then Cass comes and is like, nope, fuck you, Metatron. Um, And then a scene happens between Cass and Crowley that didn't, or Cass and Metatron that I didn't hate, but wish had been in a later episode where Metatron's basically like, hey, you should have killed me when you had the chance because I'm going to murder everyone when I get out. And also, you're never going to find your grace, you piece of shit. But yes, some of Grace Cass's grace still exists. It's still in the world, and he can, uh, you know, attempt to find it and acquire it again. So, so we have found a MacGuffin. Yes, something. Or we have been on the. We have gotten on the MacGuffin trail. We have found a sausage and cheese MacGuffin. For some reason, earlier in the episode, Cass and Hannah have a conversation where Hannah asks Cass why he keeps helping Dean and Sam after they treat him like shit. And Cass says it's because they're two of the best men he's ever known and also his best friends and family. Yet for some reason, he wasn't with Sam looking for Dean at this episode and last episode. Hmm. Hmm. But he does have time to stop Hannah from making a deal with Metatron for his new grace. Hmm. Strange. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but I, I mean, I did enjoy that scene. I think Misha Collins and Curtis Armstrong are both, you know, good actors. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought the dialogue was snappy. And I love a good, you know, enemies clash scene right i really enjoyed curtis armstrong's diction and how he hit those last few lines those were he's got a fantastic voice he does honestly he does he's done a bunch of voice acting stuff he's definitely like Like, when you see him you're not like oh imposing terrifying villain but this is actually one of the good things about supernatural where they can like do that shit because it's kind of a silly show you know mm, yeah. yeah so you can have uh people who usually end up in the like head henchman role uh or the evil advisor role like showing up as the big bad of a season mm. which i i kind of appreciate um but yeah you definitely want to look at curtis armstrong and think oh that guy needs to be the big bad but then he does it and you're like holy shit mm-hmm. that guy needs to be the big bad because he's awesome mm. I can agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He has done a lot of voice work, including the Loud House. And he voiced Ezekiel the Cockroach on Doom Patrol. Hmm. Okay. Which I, I think it's like a literal hmm. cockroach. Yeah. And he's Dan and Dan versus, which was a great show. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Curtis, give that guy more work. Hmm. He's got like a returning character on uh, American Dad, so he's probably got fucking re- he's, yeah, residuals. He's got a, he's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah, he's fine. He was in mm-hmm. 115 episodes of American Dad. Never mind, he's doing okay. 
<laughs> I mean, he could. I mean, he's probably still definitely worthy of more work. Yeah. Instead of just. Oh man, he was on that Adult Swim show, Stroker and Hoop. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> what a wild time that Fuck was. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Props to Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, and and props to Misha Collins. I just wish it hadn't been in this episode. Yeah. Like, you're right, Travis. Cash should just get a day in the life episode where he's dealing with this shit. And mm-hmm. that's when he's like, oh, also, I'm going to go visit Metatron. I do have a question because we have brought this up a couple of times and it got me thinking. Do you think that there was some clause in their contracts where each character had to have so much screen time per episode? And that's why we keep getting these like super hardcore A and like it's like split kind of down the middle A plot, B plot episodes. I think at the time of this season, absolutely yes. Okay. Because that's what it's felt like the past few seasons. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this season, so this was 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh And in case you weren't aware, Supernatural was having a bit of a moment on Tumblr in 2014. What? A super Hulak moment? What? That's crazy. Yeah. What, what super Hulak like, and loaded? Uh, it looks like unbridled chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holy shit. I totally forgot to tell you guys. So Travis and I... Ben, have you been getting this too? Um, Travis and I have been suffering on Facebook for the past several months because we keep getting like... Supernatural 2012 memes. Oh, God, yes. And I saw one the other day that was, like, just the absolute most fucking boomer meme of all time. Hmm. But it was a Supernatural, like, 2012 meme. It was so weird. And basically, I I thought I took a screenshot so I could share it in the Discord, but I don't think I did. Um, But basically, it was Dean being like, hey, Sam, why are women pretty? And then Sam's like, so that they'll love you. And then Dean goes, why? I'm not kidding. Why are women dumb? And Sam says, so women will love you. And that's it. That was the meme. Uh, yeah, oh. I knew that was going to be the end of the meme. Yeah. I, we'll have to go take a I saw one that was, it was like full 2011 geek chic where it was like, it was just of it was like a promotional photo of Jared Padalecki um with the caption nerds in our show look like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, when I see memes like that, I'm like, "Oh, funny. Hilarious. I you know, I'm enjoying it like in a goofy mm. kind of way." But that meme, I was just like, "Who the fuck wrote this?" Who thought this was a hilarious joke? Oh, my God. You know who's the right age to have written that boomer joke? S.E. Hinton. We know it was you, award-winning writer of The Outsiders. (laughs) Okay, I'm kidding. Also, I found the meme, so I'm going to post it in our Discord, where for as low as $1 a month, you can also uh, join on our Patreon. So, Jokes are back. Please let me see it. Wait, no, that's... Holy crap, it's Kazuma from the, from Yu Yu Hakusho, the greatest <laughs> anime character of all time. 
Oh, uh, Ari, you sly dog. <laughs> Slipping a you, you. Oh, it was Travis. Never mind. That was me. I did that. Oh. Yeah, but I did all the reacts, though. Oh, this. If you want to know what we're talking about, so go will. to our Patreon and pledge $1 a month and look at all these memes. All right, let's get... God, and then... Oh, see? Mm, the cherry on top of the cake is the nine gag uh, watermark <laughs> oh, on the bottom. I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's hard to find a meme without a nine gag watermark Ooh. sometimes. Jesus. Oh, boy. Even if I find a meme with a nine gag watermark, I'd get rid of that shit. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the episode. Um, anything else to say about Cass? Uh, uh, you know, the reality where Supernatural's successful spinoff shows are Basil Rathbone, Supernatural Attorney at Law, and the as-of-yet-unnamed coffee shop series starring Mrs. Tran and Kevin Tran. Uh-huh. That, that's a happier universe. <laughs> it really Honestly, is. Yeah. it is absolutely the universe we deserve. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to read some reviews? Hell yeah. Yes. All right. So the most shocking thing in this uh, review list is that somebody likes coal. <laughs> and which is... <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to use the hey, voice I assume just, they would have to use. Just a spoiler for the rest of this season. There's going to be a lot of guttural, disgusting noises coming from all of us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, here's the review. This episode ends up being really good because Cole is such a wonderful idea for character. No. Wade was a good find. He works as a foil for Ackles, who is selling it as Demon Dean. And despite the episode being despite the episode being one of those episodes that has no story unto itself, this largely works. Castiel and Hannah are a bit lackluster, but there are a couple of touching moments with them there. Nine out of ten. Jesus Christ, this is written by someone who thinks that Demon Dean is an improvement. Oh, oh my God, no, this is written by somebody who thinks Demon oh, Dean is no. an improvement. Oh, no, 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 oh God. <laughs> Let me finish. The darkness in Dean is unreal. <laughs> do I even need to read anymore? I can't. I can't do this. Oh anymore. God! I think Travis I has cannot. stood up from the table. <laughs> I, I, I cannot. I can't do this anymore. Travis, I can't, come back! I can't deal with. I can't deal with demon teeth. <laughs> That's undeniable. <clears throat> oh God! I put my headphones back on. <laughs> 
For me, the show got really interesting and fun after the angels fall, and now it's getting better and better with Dean being a demon. And the way where you can't tell if he has a teeny tiny of goodness in him or he's absolutely bad is unreal. When he explained what he did to Cole by letting him live is the worst mercy, it really is. Oh my god. 10 out of 10. Yeah. All right, and here is the lowest rated review, and also I believe was written by somebody who hosts this podcast. Cole doesn't make sense. What exactly took so long for Cole to find Dean? Dean and Sam had literally been front page news across the entire, I wrote this review, across the entire country multiple times. But it takes a single minor assault in a random gas station for him to finally track him down? Just seems weird. Six out of ten. Yeah, you wrote this, alright? Yeah, I absolutely did. 100%. All right. Um, I think those are other reviews I'm going to read. All the other ones are like Thank 10 God. out of 10, 8 out of 10. I like it. Cole has a reason to exist. Oh, sad. You know, just shit like that. So. Yeah. All right. Um, any final comments, questions, concerns, hopes, wishes, dreams, realities, unrealities? Demon Dean has me like those images of Shinji Akari, like peeling his face yeah. off. Correct. Oh, God. It. Is it going to be like this the whole time? Great question. Find out next week. Oh, Jesus. I. What's the next episode called? Oh, God, I think it's Paper Moon. I'm checking right now. I mean, it'd probably be Les Paul if we're going off of this naming convention of this episode. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. It's Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. Yep. Gee, I wonder what it can be about. Hmm. So, Dean. Not Sam and Dean. Sam is obviously not important anymore. (laughs) Dean. Oh, no. This is where it changes. From now on, Travis will be like, Dean. Also, there might be another character. What's his name? Clam? No, that's, that's that's an ocean creature. That can't be right. Okay, sorry. Continue. So, uh, Dean has gone undergone a process from which he has been frozen, and he is going to wake up uh, without realizing that 200 years has, have passed, and he is now on a quest to find his son in the future where everything has gone to shit. Hmm. Is, is that is that it? That's it. You don't even say, like, and also nothing bad happens? Oh, no, everything bad happens. <laughs> Dean is in this episode. Everything bad happens. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. More people talk to me on Twitter just so I know how the fandom feels about Dean these days. Because when I was, again, on Tumblr, he was insanely popular. Like, when the show was out, he was definitely the most popular character. People, you know, in the discourse would, like, rationalize, you know, some of his worst moments, i.e., like, him gaslighting Sam and all that shit. Um, 
And I kind of am wondering if there's going to be, like, a moment, like, a reversal on Dean. You know what I mean? Where everybody's like, oh, it's kind of a shitty guy in those later seasons, you know? Ooh, yeah. So. Yeah. All right, that's enough hate for one day. Let's wrap this bitch up. Thank you so much for listening. <coughs> if you want to hear more from us, you can check out our socials, Habcast, uh, at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and Hey Ask But a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. You can also find our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you gain access to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, a supernatural podcast that about the supernatural actors, but not about supernatural. I said that in a really dumb and confusing way. You know it. Check it out. It's $3 a month. Uh, for $1, you can also gain access to our Discord, where we talk about like memes. We mentioned that earlier. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.